Hail and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. If you would like to support us or follow us, we are on Patreon at The Kinky Tavern, FetLife, Twitter, and Instagram, all at The Kinky Tavern. I'm also personally on FetLife at MDizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. Please do not friend me on that account. You can definitely follow me and you can friend The Kinky Tavern, but please don't friend me on that one. That's for people I know. I'm also on TikTok at MixDizzySoul. M-X-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and on Twitter at Daddy's Dizzy Soul, D-A-D-D-Y-S-D-I-Z-Z-Y-S-O-U-L, and all of those will be linked down below. Yes, and you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff at uh, pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. That is also my fat life. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter, so. And I am on FetLife at Allen's World 111. Please do not friend me. Only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Allen Vidra. That would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-V-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen 111. And TikTok, Allen's World 111. Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live. Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast. We also wanted to give extra support here for Alan, who was in a car accident a few weeks ago. I was in a car accident a couple weeks ago, day after my birthday. What a bummer. And it was a high-speed car accident. I was going about 65 whenever I hit the lady and my brakes failed. So if you would like to donate, please donate to my Venmo or my Cash App. Um, those will be linked down below because I don't know them. Our listeners should know our friend Magic. They were in episode 43, Kink at Pride. They are having some hard times right now fall on their family, unfortunately. Illness, chronic illness, financial struggles. So they are offering a super discounted sketch commission starting at $5. Their Redbubble has a couple of designs available on fun products, and their Instagram is magics underscore mischief. All the links are there, including the link to sign up for commission, and I will include that down below in our description. So please, if you can, go support Magic. Any amount helps. They just really need a boost right now. So yeah, I hope our listeners can help out a little. Uh, uh, By the way, Wrecker's not going to be on this much today. He is sick. I'm very um, sick. I don't know if you can tell. My voice is a lot deeper than usual. So, so probably I'm we'll here. pop in here and there, but otherwise we'll probably just kind of sit there. Hi, I'm Mixed Dizzy. And I'm Pup Wrecker. And I'm Alan. 
And today we are sitting down with... I'm Lulu, also known as, to be honest, I'm a baby sub. Yes, and we are very happy to be sitting down with you. So, you walk into the Kinky Tavern and you see a menu with all the kinks you could ever imagine listed. What do you order? Ooh. Mm. That's a great question. Um, any kink I would order. Um, I would definitely order some self-coloring as my appetizer. That's what you got to start with. Um, probably uh, a nice meal of hypnosis Ooh. with impact Ooh. for dessert. Ooh. I like that. That sounds good. That's what I would do. Yeah, I think we'll take four of those. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Uh, so okay. I, I love will... some hypno. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I didn't know that about you, it, but I want to bad. Mm. Yeah, I'm very susceptible, and also it's like me and subspace is already like bimbofication 101. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have seen some of my videos, but some of the highlights of stupid things that I've done in a scene. I was having a de-princessification scene and um, Monk had a bowl of ice water and said, what is that? And there were 11 ice cubes, I counted, and I said, that is a bowl of ice. And <laughs> consensually put my head in the water and said, what is that? And I said, that's a bowl of ice water. And they were like, oh, is there water in it? Are you sure? Do you need to check? And I was like, no, that's a that's a bowl of ice water. And they were like, then why didn't you say that before? And I was like, I didn't see the water. And they were like, what do you what do you mean? You didn't see the water. And I was like, it's clear. I didn't see it. And they almost broke because they were just like, what? Like, I did not register in my mind that this was a bowl of ice water because I was so focused that there were 11 ice cubes in it. And I was Mm -hmm. like, they're going to ask me, they're going to ask me how many ice cubes there are. And if I don't know, they're going to put them in places. And I was like, it is cold. I don't want that. So I was like, I need to know this number of ice cubes. And it was 11. And I just did not register that water was in that at all. And like, even when they like put my face in it, I was like, what? Like, I was shocked that there was water in that bowl. Like, I had not processed that that was there at all um yeah that was a fun little story anyways next next question one of the topics we are wanting to cover today is self-collaring and i've been Mm -hmm. watching quite a few of your videos i went way back to the beginning of that self-collaring playlist you've got going on and started watching and i've learned a lot i didn't know as much about self-collaring as i thought i might have Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for that content. And thank you for coming on and talking with us about it today. Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, my background is mostly entirely on TikTok, which I know can be a a, a red flag for some. Um, so let, let me preface that uh, I found the kink, quote unquote, community uh, within the beginnings of 2020. What a year. Um, and so with that, there was luckily with COVID, a lot of people were doing classes online 
and a lot of them were a lot more accessible than they had been in the past. Yeah. I mean, previously, I didn't know that they existed at all. So having an online um, quote unquote community, I say quote unquote, because like, we know there's not like one true community official overhead, whatever. Right. But I took a lot of that information. And because of the physical barrier of COVID, I couldn't physically go into frenzy and go to dungeons and do a bunch of dumb things that I probably should not have been doing. So I'm very grateful that because of that barrier, I was able to spend the first like two years of my journey educating myself and taking classes, not only from one source, but from many across the country and across the world. You know, so I can't say that I am or am not the most qualified to talk about anything. But the thing that really resonated with me from early on was self-collaring. And I wanted to do a ton of research on it because I was like, I had heard positive things, but I had also heard negative things about right. it. Um, and I heard a lot of people say, you can't do it or it's disrespectful um, to people who are actually collared and all these things. So I was like, well, let me let me figure out what this means and what it means for me. And then that kind of led me to my own journey of like self-exploration, which is why I want to talk about this and teach about it eventually. Um, on my own, uh, I did do a self-coloring panel with Cancer Phase Productions last year. Um, that is on Spotify as well if you want to listen to it. I recommend it. But that's why I really want to do conversations like this and destigmatize kind of a lot of misconceptions people have around it. I love that panel, by the way. I did listen to it. It was lovely. Yeah. Well, the thing that I love about it is how different it is. And that's why I think like yeah. self-coloring is truly best taught when you have multiple people because you're going to get different answers. And it's not like Impact or Electro where there is like not one right way, but there's definitely more right ways than wrong ways to do it in the sense of like for Impact, don't hit people in the kidneys, maybe. Because you can cause some really bad damage, you know, like don't whack people over the head with a spiky baseball bat, you know, like there's some things that like no you can and, and can't do, you know, as it is. I mean, in an online platform, I'm sure someone said, but I did that and I'm clearly fine. So whatever you do, you homie. Um. But self-collaring is something that there is a ton of nuance in. And, like, it is not new, but relatively newer, I think, and less understood than other things. Um, yeah. And that's why I love talking about it. Absolutely. And I love hearing you talk about it. I watched several videos on YouTube and TikTok other than yours as well, just to mm -hmm. kind of gauge what the community thought, what the community felt like. And again, we're going back to that word community, people who are into kink, uh, general mm -hmm. public that's not vanilla. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I watched a lot and I, there was a lot of, I don't know, there was a lot of negativity. There was a lot of confusion. 
Um, mm-hmm. I know there were some educators that tried to cover it and just didn't really know other than what they found online, what was going on. They hadn't experienced it, which we do all the time. I get that. You're going to miss stuff when you cover lots of topics. But Mm -hmm. I loved hearing from you because, you know, they gave vagaries. They gave very Mm -hmm. broad senses of this term. And Mm -hmm. everyone who has an opinion on these things is going to have a different opinion. But Mm -hmm. you just really go into what it means to you. And I think that that's you're not trying to teach specifically like this is the way it goes this is the handbook this mm-hmm. is how it's done you're like this is my personal journey with it mm-hmm. and i think that that's what separates you from and not that they're bad educators just that i found a lot more heart in your content a lot more uh nuance mm-hmm. in your content so thank you thank for that. you oh. yeah that that's so sweet oh my god um but it's just because to me like self-coloring in its own like entity is about yourself mm-hmm. right so how i define self-coloring for me that may resonate with you and that may be how you want to define it for yourself and that is great that is awesome i'm so glad we can relate on that other people might define it differently and mm-hmm. that is entirely valid i cannot tell anyone who is self-collared or not that their self-collaring is invalid because it is about yourself, mm-hmm. you know? So to start with definitions, um, the very best place to start, um, how I define self-collaring is I have value in myself despite my relationship status. So I think a lot of people have the misconception that kink is only about ds and dynamics and relationships and if you're not in that then you're either like not as kinky or like you're not valid or whatever i think a lot of people have insecurities around that especially like on tiktok people are like well i want to do this but i don't have a partner and i'm like guess what you can just, just oh my do gosh, it. a revelation. You can, and you have this power. And so the way I view it is like self-collaring, and I don't necessarily wear my self-collar anymore because mm-hmm. um, it clashes colors with my current collar. <laughs> but um, the thing is, like, the, the reasons still stand, and, like, right. The core pillars, I believe I said this in my like, what is self-collaring video. The core pillars for me is accountability, education, and growth. Mm -hmm. Uh, In my self-collaring, the foundation is a value in myself despite another person. Like regardless of whether I have a dominant or submissive or whatever, whether I'm in a relationship or not, I am still who I am. And because I am who I am, I have value and I deserve to be taken care of. And whether I am taking care of myself or someone else is taking care of me, I still deserve that care. And everyone does. Like, I I think regardless of how you identify, everyone has value in being, just being a person, Mm -hmm. right? And for me, self-collaring is just a name for that value. So the way I see it, like, 
like I just said, my three pillars are accountability, education, and growth. So that is what I use to kind of define my journey and continue my journey whenever I get kind of lost on my path. It's like a grounding moment Mm -hmm. of like, well, am I holding myself accountable for when I make mistakes? Because I should be. I should be. And if I don't, that's a problem. Um, And that's something that I should always take responsibility for. And so that's why accountability is so important to me education am i going to classes and if i can't afford classes am i listening to podcasts am i reading books am i reading articles which may or may not always be right and i may or may not always agree with it but am i always seeking out that education like that's what that pillar is about for me and the third one of growth is different from education because it's more about me and my life and in my relationships but not just relationships but like play and things am i trying to take opportunities am i talking to people am i having these conversations and panels that are more than just this is what this type of play is and this is how you do it Mm -hmm. you know so those are kind of my foundations um for why i do this and how i can kind of center myself absolutely in my own self-coloring. Absolutely. And I do want to throw out there with classes, personally, right now, we are in financial pits. So it's Mm -hmm. been hard. And there are so many virtual classes and conferences that are available for free. And Mm -hmm. if you can, if you are in a place to do when we even have 20 extra dollars after groceries, and I'm attending a class or a con, I will throw it at it. But mm-hmm. I still take advantage of those opportunities because I know that those presenters would rather their education be learned than not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I know that any of the presenters that I know are also going to feel that accessibility, regardless of status of money, is so important. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you can find free classes. Those are fantastic resources. Be sure to vet your presenters, though. Um, podcasts, as you said, articles, just there's so many ways that with with the pandemic screwing us all over and us mm-hmm. struggling, I don't know a single person right now that's not, you know, it's really important mm-hmm. to know how to access that. So yeah. anyway, continuing on, um, I really loved this quote that I found on a blog and I thought that it kind of encapsulated a little bit about what you were talking about. So if you don't mind me reading mm-hmm. it real quick and then we can discuss. Yeah, go for it. So the Aerial Feminist blog said, I found myself longing to wear a collar again, not because there's anyone currently in my life to collar me, but because I want to better acknowledge, cultivate, and celebrate my submissive identity in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really important as a reasoning. Anyone can have a million reasons, um, mm-hmm. but that just kind of points out that this isn't about proving yourself. It's mm-hmm. not about who you are to other people. It is Mm -hmm. a relationship with yourself and who you are. Mm -hmm. I have a question for Lulu that has to do Mm -hmm. with self-coloring. So would you argue that that would be kind of like marrying yourself, like committing yourself to yourself? Um, I think in order to say that, you would have to say that a collar is like a wedding ring. 
And I think that is true for some people and that is not true for others, you know? So that's why I come down to the core of it being a physical symbol or not, you know, Mm. of value in myself. Because that is something that I think most people have an easier time understanding because no one's going to be like, oh, fuck you. You can't value yourself. Sorry. I don't know if I can cuss on here. Yeah, you but can like, Okay. Yeah. So no, no one's going to be on like. No podcast. Oh, fetch the colds. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no one's going to be like, you can't have value in yourself. That's not valid. Because if anyone says that, they sound like a fucking asshole. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, like, the biggest contradiction I've come to self-collaring is for people who define collaring as a wedding ring, as ownership. And my response to that is uh, because they're like, oh, what, you're going to own yourself? Uh, Fuck yeah, I am. Yes, I will own myself because I it is my responsibility, not only like as a submissive, but like as a person, as an adult person, I need to own my stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if I mess up, I need to hold myself accountable. You know, like not everyone has a partner. Not everyone does punishments to hold themselves accountable. Like at the end of the day, I'm an adult. You know what I mean? And like my choices and how I live my life is not disrespectful to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people should kind of learn from it. Like my first thing when I said I was self-collared, because I spent like six months, which like feels like such a long time, but also no time at all in in the grand scheme of things, because I've been on my journey for about like two and a half years, right? So this is roughly like a little more than a quarter of my journey or less. I don't know. I'm by I'm bad at math. But like. it's that sort of time that I spent before even deciding that I wanted to be self-collared. And the first time I brought up that I was, that I was really excited that I bought my own first like collar for myself. And I was really excited because I didn't have a lot of money. Like it was, I think birthday money or Christmas money that I like had saved up and like spent and I spent like hours and months doing like research and looking up which one I wanted and all of this stuff and getting friends advice of like, oh, what do you think would look good on me? What would do this? Like all of these outside opinions. And the first time I brought it up, someone said, uh, you need to stop playing. Like this is not a joke sort of thing. And I was like, well, I'm not playing. Um, This is serious to me. But even if it wasn't, I spent my money. Okay, like my adult money on this thing for myself. And I will be damned if a random person on the internet that doesn't even make content or say anything that is like some anonymous user is going to tell me what I can or cannot put on my body. Go like, off, with all due, With all due respect, get fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, absolutely. because here's the thing, like me wearing what I want to wear And having meaning behind it that I want to have is my choice that does not affect anyone else. 
you know, like I love that I can sit here and like talk on these panels and have these conversations so people can find value in what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if it doesn't resonate with you, if you don't like it, don't use it. I am not the end all be all of any of these conversations. No one is. And if you think any person has any right to dictate over your journey what is or is not valid, like, hate to break it to you, you've, you've been controlled. They've gotten to you, you've been red-pilled. Because, like, there's no, there's no reason why someone else should dictate how I live my life. In the same way of, like, no one's telling me how I should be in my relationship, how I should act, what rules I should have, what punishments I should have, how I should dress. Like, it, so many things that just would be so asinine if someone told me what to do in that mm -hmm. sense. You know, like, if a random person's telling me, like, oh, you need to cover up. Like, if public indecency wasn't illegal, you know what I mean? Like, right. I... It, it's that... <laughs> it's just that sort of thing where it's just, like, I don't understand why people who don't agree with me are giving so much value to my voice. You know what I mean? Because it's like, realistically, you can block me. Right. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to see my self-coloring as being valid. That doesn't mean you're right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because it's like, People telling me, oh, you're not really collared. I mean, now I am. I'm collared by my partner and I'm self-collared. Mm -hmm. But, like, anyone who would tell me before, like, oh, you just don't understand the importance. I'm like, well, actually, I've done six months of research specifically into this one thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I understand it very well. And I've had so many conversations because... I was so new to the community and because I had only heard bad things about being mm -hmm. self-collared that I didn't want to self-collar at first because I was like, well, I don't want to disrespect people. Here I am coming into this quote unquote community, like there's that word again, where I'm like, I don't know anything. I don't know anyone and I don't want to come in here and do some like cultural appropriative stuff if that's like what this community is. Like I'm sus. I'm sussing out to see what what's going on, you know, and I don't want to be disrespectful, which is why I did the research. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this isn't this isn't disrespectful, because what is finding value in myself disrespecting to anyone? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because the thing is, just because I self-collared doesn't mean I didn't earn my collar from my dom when I got it. You know? I still earned this. You guys can't see it because this is a podcast, but I'm pointing to my collar around my neck that I got for my dog. Like I still earned that, you know, and it's just, I wish I had better words to describe it because it, it really like on the outline, it says one of my biggest pet peeves. My biggest pet peeves is like judgment or arrogance from people who have been in the community longer than me trying to tell me what I can and can't do. Absolutely. Did you consult the Council of Elders before you said it, though? 
I did, because if you did not know, the heavy council of elders is me in a blanket. <laughs> I did indeed consult myself. Wait, wait, what's your cat's name? Seuss. The council of elders, the president is Seuss. So I think the president is absolutely Seuss. I'm sure if I think she's in her bed in the other room. I was like, I'm sure we could get a quote from her. Wait, let's get a quote. Actually, Monk says that we have uh, matching cats, so I should also go get mine. We do have matching <laughs> so I can cats. Show you. Council of Elders, we require your assistance. May we have a quote? <laughs> She's very confused. No, we absolutely do have matching cats, though. We're um, calling the council. So, to we need a quote. Can you? Do you have anything to say? You have an audience. Oh, she hates it. Oh, God. She hates oh, it. Oh, spicy, <laughs> Okay, well, my Council of Elders president right? is just kissing my hand. Like so, I guess she approves. Well, you can leave if you want to. I think she's No, we absolutely do have matching cats. These are the same. That's the same cat. They, they are. These very these, similar this cats. is the same cat. <laughs> so this is the same yeah. cat. Did you just hit me? Wow. That's rude as fuck, Zeus. I know. Zeus must be vibing with some spicy dicey vibes. Oh, she does. Yeah, I probably. mean, look, my cat was kinky before I was. That's all I'm gonna say. Like. <laughs> Literally, if you see in one of my most recent videos when Monk arrives and I'm like, this is not a drill, they're spanking Seuss. Like, she likes it so much. <laughs> and she will, like, um, like rub her head into the ground. And if you stop, she meows at you. And she's like, why'd you stop? Uh-huh. I what have known that? cats that enjoy the spankings, and I don't get it. it sounds like Janet. How funny. Janet does like the spankings. Oh, my God. My no, she cat. loves it. Yeah, but anyways, back to self-collaring. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, as you said, like, no one's going to say you can't ever wear a ring on your ring finger because someone someday might propose to you. And if they do, they mm -hmm. sound really archaic and just icky. Like, yeah. that's my finger. I can wear whatever I want on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's not just... A collar is not just symbolic of your commitment to your dominant. It is also symbolic of your commitment to the lifestyle and to mm -hmm. yourself as a submissive and to being a submissive. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's so much more than just a wedding ring or, you know, a commitment to your dominant. Mm -hmm. So I do not understand the people that are boiling it down to you must be owned by someone are really doing a disservice to what it is collaring means. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, I would dare to say that like the people who aren't okay with it, it's because they see collaring to mean one specific thing and right. only that thing that it means to them. And I will say like that is valid for you, you mm -hmm. know, in the same way of like, I, I do want to state like, Self-collaring is not just for submissives in the same way collaring isn't just for submissives. Right. I've been 
way less, but a, a few doms who are self-collared because, again, they see it as, like, I'm dominant regardless of my status, mm-hmm. you know? Like, cause, okay, like, let's, uh, I'll try to equate this in, like, another way. So if I'm bisexual, right? Like, it is what it is. I'm attracted to who I'm attracted to. If I am not in a relationship, am I still bisexual? If in, like right now I'm in a relationship with someone who is non-binary and masculine, am I still attracted to women? Yes, very much. Uh, my TikTok timeline proves it every day. You know, like, <laughs> every day. And I swear to God, Monk and I will send us just like thirst traps. And I'm just like, I love you so much. <laughs> But, like, it's that sort of thing where it's, like, my relationship status does not change so much about me that it invalidates the other parts of me. Absolutely. You know? And it's, like, that's how I view self-collaring is, like, really just finding value in yourself. And I was actually talking with my vanilla friend about this because she doesn't know anything about this world at all and she's like that's so interesting because like I never knew that I just thought you liked that necklace and I was like well I I do so correct on that I do I like it very much um but that's the thing where I was like you meditate and you do yoga and that helps you center yourself and find Mm -hmm. yourself and that's an entirely valid way And, like, there's tons of people who have that as, like, a lifestyle, as a daily routine. Like, for me, if I had a collar, like, that I could take on and off, like, back when I had my play collar, like, my dom putting that on me was very much a centering moment for me. That was my meditation. That was what made me feel good and complete, you know? Absolutely. And with self-collaring, it's finding that same meaning, but finding it from yourself. Mm-hmm. And I say that, like, generally, but obviously, like, that's for me. Everything I say, disclaimer, I know we're, like, 30 minutes in, but disclaimer, this is about me, myself, and I. If it resonates with you, cool. If not, don't use it. That's fine. Um, And... Well, just like, for example, I know on my self-collaring panel, um, Ashley and Nix, I hope they're fine with me talking about them, but they probably are. But they have rules for themselves. I don't um, because I'm not good at following rules I set for myself because I'm not going to like I'm going to keep myself accountable to an extent. But I have a lot of lenience with myself, like, for example, cleaning my apartment. I'm not gonna do it because I don't want to I should and I should have done it probably two months ago but I did not you know and so like that sort of thing my accountability pillar because this is gonna sound hypocritical but it's like my accountability pillar is for like real situations right you know like if I really mess up like if I invalidate an entire community Or if I am, like, saying some really out-of-pocket stuff that I need to be held accountable for. Like, that's what my 
accountability pillar is. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, I wanted to clean my apartment and I didn't. You know, yeah, holding yourself accountable for your mistakes and your missteps right. is far different from holding yourself accountable to, say, a chore chart or something like that. Right. Whereas, totally like, it. in my dynamic, I do, I don't have cleaning rules, but like, I do have rules and punishments for those. Mm-hmm. That it is my dom's responsibility to make sure that I'm held accountable for those, but also my responsibility to tell them when I don't do things because we are long distance right now. So it's like to that, like for me, what works and resonates for me is not having rules for myself and for myself calling because I won't, it's not that I won't listen to them, mm-hmm. but it's not like having someone else there you know so i i know a lot of people who are self-collared who will have like accountability buddies Mm -hmm. that are kind of like a pro se dom where Mm -hmm. it's like their job is to make sure that you're following your rules you set for yourself but you're still not in a dynamic you're still not in whatever and that's its own thing that's also valid Mm -hmm. so i think it's just really interesting how customizable really all of this is and i think like first of all uh all of kink is customizable but specifically with self-collaring every single person who decides to do it is gonna have so many differences like it's not even like with impact where there's like a set amount of like types of toys and even then like goes off the rails you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it it's not like anything else where there is kind of like a group of it because Mm -hmm. it is so open-ended and that's why like i don't really even like defining self-collaring at all because i'm like what it is for me may or may not be what it is for you. Mm -hmm. And I think like that's the most important thing that I want to keep hitting on because it is such a core foundational belief that I have about this. I don't even know what to call it because I don't think it's necessarily a type of play. Like it just is and it just Mm -hmm. exists. And so I always think it's funny when people are like, um, self-coloring is not a real thing. I'm like, hmm, that's funny because that's how I identify and that's what I do. So that's great that you think it doesn't exist. Here I am existing. Well, concept. That's what I say whenever people say that there's no asexual people in kink. I'm just like, oh, wow, I guess I just don't exist anymore. Cool. You're like, I guess I must want all the stuff now. So... (laughs) Just because you said that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a lot of talk about how, you know, collars should only be given by someone else. And mm-hmm. it was disrespectful of collaring for you to self-collar. One of the quotes that I really wanted to, like, discuss and mm-hmm. uh, kind of, I don't want to say clap back because I don't want it to be a, I like intellectual discussion and debate. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, like, you know, dog on somebody. But mm-hmm. uh, Red Vinyl Kitty on YouTube was quoted as saying, coloring is a two-way street. And I really liked that quote because I felt like it would be 
beneficial for people to see kind of a a an, an audio and you know a spoken Venn diagram as to or a spoken comparison as to what say for you specifically your relationship with monk your dynamic mm-hmm. with monk rather looks like compared to your dynamic with yourself i didn't know if that was something you might be able to hit on i mean i think it's really interesting because i think collaring and self-collaring are different things like i i do think that collaring in the sense of like monk deciding to collar me and that having a conversation about what that means in our dynamic it is a two-way street in the sense of like we've negotiated that they own me and they control a part of me um if not most of me mm-hmm. but like that's something we've negotiated and i think our dynamic is a two-way street and i think so interesting i never really thought of it like that because i do think like wearing this collar means that i'm going to follow our rules right Mm -hmm. like i'm going to do what we negotiated but they're also going to do what we negotiated Mm -hmm. and they owe that to me as much as i owe that to them like neither one of us has more power even if we've negotiated more control right right? like we are both human beings um regardless of how else we identify before anything else you know and i think a lot of people come down to forgetting that because Mm -hmm. they'll see my status and assume i'm less than they'll see my size and assume i'm less than they'll see my gender and assume i'm less than you know and it's just like No, because at the end of the day, I'm a human being first. So Mm -hmm. I think self-coloring isn't a two-way street. It's like a circle. (laughs) Because it's like like a color. Oh my God, a concept. It's like a little protection bubble that's putting yourself first and not feeling bad about doing so. Because also what I think, like so many people get this like fantasy view of what kink is mm-hmm. and of it being the most extreme, giving up everything, doing everything, you know, like being locked away in this like fancy mansion and like being used for whatever they want in whatever way. And that's exactly what people dream about. Okay. And that's a fine and valid dream. But we're people mm-hmm. in reality, you know, and I think people need to. Is that true for some people? Sure. I, I'm sure there's some rich people who can do that. And I am so jealous of them. And I, that's great for them, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like I live in reality where mm-hmm. I have bills to pay. And I can say that I will give up as much control as I want to. I was going to say one of the things that (laughs) I felt like one of the ways my brain was taking this was it being a two way Mm -hmm. street as far as you have made a promise to yourself. Mm -hmm. And in a way that is a two way street 
because you yeah. have, you know, your, your part of your brain that wants to do the impulsive thing, wants to do the bad thing, wants whatever that bad mm-hmm. thing is that you're not supposed to do. Cause we all have habits mm-hmm. we're trying to break. Um, you have promised that you're not going to do that. And so if you go and do that, you're going to hold yourself accountable somehow. And I feel like in that, it is still a two-way street. You are still, you're holding yourself to yourself. Yeah. You're making rules. And I did this even before I was into kink. I made rules for myself based on, Mm -hmm. I was going, I was going through that slut phase you do, you know. Uh, And so I made rules for myself, like, you can't do it on the first date, no matter how cute they are. Mm -hmm. You can't, because you know how that ends up. You can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't even remember them now because it's been so long. But like now one of them is you're not going to date anybody under 21. Right. No matter how cute they are, no matter how fun they sound, no matter how smart they sound, you're not going to date anybody under 21 because Mm -hmm. of my own experiences with that. And so you're making these promises to yourself and holding yourself accountable to that. And one of the biggest things that I love about your specific pillars of self-calling is the growth and education piece. Mm -hmm. I feel like every single person in the world and especially anybody that wants to level up i feel like kink is kind of like you know putting it putting your video game on medium instead of low yeah it's just upping it just a little bit and the further you go into kink the further you dial that up you're you're just making it you're making more complexity for yourself but it's mm-hmm. so worth it and but mm-hmm. with that you have to hold yourself more and more accountable you have to grow yeah. you have to educate you can't just come in here being some red pill fuck boy and do kink i mean they will they will come in here and do kink they've tried and they've tried going... to cost thirteen hundred dollars for some andrew tate bullshit fucking right <laughs> exactly <laughs> you're, gonna get, you're gonna be doing it wrong there i won't say there's mm-hmm one right way to do kink but there are certainly wrong ways to do kink Mm -hmm. and i feel like without that promise of growth and encouragement of education to yourself you're gonna end up being in that section so i think that's really important because here's the thing is like the longer i spend on tiktok i think the more i've kind of garnered this reputation of being educated which i'm like y'all Yes and no. (laughs) I do go to lots of classes, but I'm literally in my name, to be honest. I'm a baby sub. It's there for a reason. You know, like, yeah, I've been here two and a half going on. It'll be three years in June. So really, yeah, like two and a half years. But I'm like, what do I'm still new and I still feel like a stupid little dumb idiot sometimes. You know, like, that's very much a feeling. And I've gotten told, I think I started getting told this as soon as I passed my first year. They were like, oh, you're not, you're not a baby sub anymore. And I said, false. Yes, I am. (laughs) Incorrect. I always will be. No matter how much I learn, no matter how much education I get, no matter how many cons I go to, no matter if I start, like, teaching classes, which I probably will start doing within hopefully the next year or two like I will always be a baby sub and that has nothing to do with like being little or being small that to me that's because calling myself a baby sub 
even past the point of learning the basics is because there will always be basics to learn. There will always be growth and there will always be things that I don't know and calling myself a baby sub, which by the way was a coin term, not even by me, by someone else, but they don't post content anymore. Um, it, but it's like, that is something that I never want to forget. I never want to forget my roots because I feel like I've seen so many people who are so pretentious because they're like, well, I've been here for 20 years, 30 years. I'm not saying I want to preface. I'm not saying everyone who's been in for a long time does that. Not not all older people, but some are <laughs> like, well, I've been here for 20 years, so I don't need to take classes because I know I know everything. And I'm like, that's impossible. That's right. impossible. And to say you know everything is disregarding all of the new progress that mm-hmm. comes into the community, especially with the pandemic. Like, whether you like it or not, lots of people know about kink now, know about dungeons now, know about classes now. And are going to be coming to dungeons, to play parties, to munches, to everything because now they know they exist. And now we're growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, like even like to admit that like there's probably 16 year olds that were watching my videos in 2020 that are now 18 that now might be going to these places. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they know that. And like, I try my best to block every minor I see, especially when they're like, oh, I'm 16. How'd I get here? Block, deleted, done. Right. Bye. Well, you're not here anymore. <laughs> you don't got to worry about it. I'm like, no worries. Now I'll send you in all of uh, my friend chats so we can all block you. So you don't have to be here anymore. Right. You know, it. it's like those sorts of things where it's crazy to me that I've been in this long enough but short enough that there will be people who watch my content that now will be age of majority that Mm -hmm. now can do this and it's it's weird because I remember I'm not gonna say specifically who this person is but there is a person who wrote a very famous book and I got to do a kind of interview with them because I was in a book club for their book and it was a one-on-one style book and i asked them because specifically they had mentioned that like self-coloring was only for submissives and that like brats and sams were like not cool or valid and i was like "Mm, i don't like that i don't like that at all and this was like a 30 year old book so i'm like okay there's been time so when i got to interview them i asked them i was like if you could update your book would you change anything? And I had these two examples in the back of my mind because I was like, this is what I would change. Mm -hmm. And they said, no, I would not change anything because the basics have not changed. Wrong. Wrong answer. That's not a good answer. We're not on Family Feud. Like, bad answer. Wrong, bad answer. Because it's like, To say that the basics haven't changed, even when in the last few years, how we talk about consent, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Fry's model, Rack, 
prick versus like when people used to use SSC and some people still do. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Conversation for another day. But right. it's like those things where it's like to say the basics haven't changed in 30 years. Yeah, that's outrageous. That's a get, huge play. Get your eyes checked. I'm sorry. Get your eyes checked. Something's not working because you're not seeing what I'm seeing. Because right. even in the last two years that I've been here, like, I don't know if it's just that I've changed, but I feel like I've seen so much change because of all the online, because of all the discourse, because of movies like 365 versus like Love and Leashes being completely different. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that 365 is even considered a kink movie, I'm like, how? I keep saying that Where? we need to watch that. <laughs> Don't don't waste your time. I no, literally like to react fast to forwarded through so much of the movie because I was like, ew. Like, and it's not even what they were doing. It was like how they were doing it. Yeah. You know? Because it's like this guy literally is just like, I'm gonna do this now. And I'm like, dude, why? Why are you doing that? I'm like you didn't even say no word. No word was spoken. Maybe you guys knew each other. I'm going to imagine in my head that you knew each other and you negotiated <laughs> this and they just didn't show it for screen time. But they're spending a lot of time on these other things that seem really not important. And I'm just like, but things like that versus like where in Love and Leashes, they like actually kind of negotiated a little and like you saw them researching and you know, like so we we can't deny that because of like mainstream media especially netflix Mm -hmm. horny as fuck platform Mm -hmm. like wanting to show all these things and they want to talk about us about like kids okay netflix there's no blocking that and i know because i was watching bonding when i was like younger (laughs) i don't know if i was 18 when it came out but like i was younger and on my netflix account on my account not my parents like watching it mm-hmm. and i deleted it from my history because i was like i shouldn't be watching <laughs> but so it's like as these things come into the mainstream media and like that's why i'm also careful about what i'm talking about online which is why i do talk about self-collaring because even though i think self-collaring is a kink thing and is for 18 plus there is no reason that that can't resonate with someone who's younger you know and like i will say to preface i don't think anyone under the age of 18 should do any of these things or be involved in this community in any way but Mm -hmm. i would be a fool to say that no one under the age of 18 has ever seen any of my content you know like i block them i mute them i delete their comments to the best of my ability Mm -hmm. but me talking about valuing myself and finding value in like how I choose to walk in this world. Like that is not something that would be dangerous if someone younger came across it, Mm -hmm. you know? And like, that's why this is probably one of the biggest things that I talk about or that I want to talk about because I think especially, especially with social media and like growing up with social media to give some perspective, Like I had, I think Instagram was my first social media and I was like 12 or 13 when I first got it. Um, And then I got 
Snapchat, Vine, Rip, rest in peace, Vine. Um, and then I think after that, like I didn't get TikTok until 2020, but like I think I got Instagram, Snapchat, because I wasn't allowed to have Facebook because my mom was like, if you have Facebook, predators will find you and kidnap you and kill you. And I was like, okay, not getting Facebook. Nifty. Alan, no, um, <laughs> for real though. Your mom ain't wrong. Yeah. And well, because she's done a lot of like psychology stuff into like seeing that and talking to people and therapy and stuff. So very smart. Um, But yeah, so I did Instagram, Snapchat, which are arguably worse than Facebook. And then I got Facebook when I was like, I think 17. My dad set up an account for me for my 17th birthday. My mom was not happy with him about that (laughs) is what it is, though. And um. And then I got TikTok when I was like 20. And so it's like, I've had social media for quite literally like teenage to adult, all these growing years in my life, right? And so to act like people just won't see our videos, we can try, but we can't guarantee. Like the thing is, I love that our stuff is accessible because that's what helped me in my journey. That's what still continues to help me. Like, I don't think I've, like, every single class that I've gone to, I have not paid for because it's been free and accessible. And even DomCon, like, I did not pay for my ticket. I could not afford to do that. But because Monk was teaching there, they got to bring a plus one, so they brought me. So I told them, I was like, you can stay at my apartment if you get me to go. <laughs> you know, it was a fair trade, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially because we were a lot closer by that time. So it was a lot more fun. But um, it's the sort of thing where I find it laughable when people say, oh, well, we have to teach edge play on TikTok because where where are people going to get access? And I was like, have you searched anything ever? Maybe. Um, like, there are so many resources that are online that mm-hmm. don't have to be in a 60-second platform. Right. You know, which is why, like, to bring it back around to self-coloring, I know we're talking about self-coloring, but, like, the main reason I bring this up is because what we talk about matters, mm-hmm. and that's why I want to talk about things that can really only empower people and help people hopefully you know like because at the end of the day like i post content for me and i post it to document my journey and if that resonates with people great if that you know inspires people or helps people awesome but Mm. with all due respect i don't create it for you guys i don't i like this it's the same way i've used to view Instagram where I was like, this is a scrapbook for myself. This is not about me posting content to look cute or get validation or get attention or get likes or edit it. So I have the perfect aesthetic. I don't give a fuck about any of that. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Like if I post content to look a certain way or have a certain filter or do a certain thing, it's because that's where I am at that point in my journey. And that's what I want to post. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like that's something that differs from my content from a lot of other people. Um, and I'm not trying to say one's better or worse, but that's just what works for me is like I want to be as authentic as possible because authenticity is what will help me later down the line. When Mm -hmm. I'm watching my content, when I'm reflecting on my content and looking back at my dynamic diaries from a year ago and I'm like, oh my God, look how happy I was. That was so cute. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was true. When I see my video reacting of like Monk arriving last week where I was literally like about to cry because I was so happy. Like that's what I was feeling in that moment. Like I literally wanted to cry so bad but i was like don't cry you put on makeup for this like don't (laughs) cry you know uh but i at the same time i was like if you need to do it like i literally i was so happy because it had been so long since we had been together like we had gotten in a habit of seeing each other once a month and then suddenly to go like three or four months it's like too long Mm -hmm. i don't like it you know understand and it's just like It's very important what we post, and I think a huge part of that is the reason why I choose to post the way that I do, Mm -hmm. because I'm very, especially growing up online and on social media and, like, having things validated and judged and friends lost in the drama years of being 14 years old, you know, like, for not posting the right thing or looking a certain way, like, kink is so anti that like kink says fuck that it says fuck being a certain way having a certain aesthetic doing something one true way i'm doing air quotes mm-hmm. for those who can't see you Our know should it, know that we hate the one true way i the thing is like i don't even want to call it one true way it's one true way that people are saying to be very specific to be very controlling and with all due respect, get fucked. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like... If you like, have a problem, don't. Well, if you have a problem, why do you care? Why yeah. do you care what I do? Why do you care? Like, because if I bother you truly that much, like, I get it. I have to live with myself 24-7. I'm annoying as hell. Uh, totally understandable. But then block me. You get the luxury of blocking me. I don't. You know, like, (laughs) that's the thing is that it's like, it is so easy to disengage with an online person that lives across the world from you. It is Mm. so, so easy. So why people choose to spend their time arguing with me or commenting on my stuff? I'm like, I don't know. It's one of my favorite things to let them just like argue, 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 and then just delete their top comment. (laughs) So it just all goes away. You know, it. And, like, that's the thing is that it's, like, at the end of the day, valuing yourself and, like, finding what works for you is truly amazing. And I I think going back to the two-way street, it is in a sense. And I think even more so, like, you could potentially perceive it as a two-way street between, like, you and the community. Mm-hmm. You know, between you and the lifestyle, Definitely. if that's how you choose to do it and like people can take it, they can leave it, you know, yeah. 
um at the end of the day though like i i really do fundamentally believe that like self-coloring for me and how i choose to define it as value in yourself regardless of relationship status is true for everyone mm -hmm. i think that is true for everyone in this lifestyle because not everyone does ds not everyone uh you know, wants to be collared, but that doesn't mean that they don't have value. Absolutely. You know, just everyone does. And, and that's the thing that it really comes down to for me, where it's like, people will wear what they want to wear. And I was talking about this on my live earlier, actually, where it's like, I may see someone who's wearing what I perceive as a collar, and they might not see it that way. They might not be wearing it that way. Like, I think there was a magazine cover. I think it was like Variety where it was uh, Meghan Markle wearing something that looked very similar, very similar to an eternity collar. I'm not going to assume because I don't know. Right. And I'm probably never going to get a chance to ask her about it, though I would love to. You know, <laughs> I'd love to have that conversation. But in the same way, that there are people who go to Hot Topic and buy chokers. You know what yep. I mean? Like, That's what I was gonna say. You, it's been an aesthetic choice for decades. Literally since the 90s, and I hate to break it to you guys. Uh, that's a long time. That's like 30 hey, years. In Victorian hey, eras as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. In yeah. Victorian eras as well, Lolita fashion, like so many different alternative lifestyles have chokers have collars have these things and like at the end of the day humanity is so much of like adapting other things and pulling mm -hmm. other things and in a quote-unquote community that is all about customizability to invalidate anyone for wearing anything is fucking ridiculous absolutely because whatever their reason is, is their reason, and that is valid, and I will never invalidate that for someone else. Mm -hmm. just and if I like, do, someone check me. Just <laughs> like anybody can walk into Walmart and buy a pair of black leather boots, anyone mm -hmm. can go to a thrift store and find a leather vest or a leather jacket and mm -hmm. wear it, that doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they are leather. Right. And it doesn't mean that someone wearing not an ounce of leather is not. I'm not wearing any mm -hmm. leather right now. I'm still leather. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the meaning that you put behind it. And mm -hmm. what anyone else does with theirs doesn't fucking matter. If you are yeah. eating a hamburger and you don't like ketchup, don't fucking put ketchup on it. If mm -hmm. somebody else puts ketchup on it. That doesn't matter to you. That doesn't affect your mm -hmm. hamburger. Absolutely. Food. <laughs> Sorry, that well, was that's a the No, that's what I always bring up too, because I'm like, my grandma likes the green olives and I can't stand them. I hate green olives so much. But you know what I'm not gonna do? Go up to my seventy four whatever year old grandmother and be like, fuck you for liking green olives. You're fucking disgusting, bitch. Right. Why would I say that? Who asked? You know what I mean? And that's what I think it comes down to, too. If you don't agree with self-coloring, who asked you for your opinion? You don't know, because it wasn't me. It wasn't me. 
It's right. like, again, post content if you want to post it. Like, I understand when I post content, like, people will respond. People will comment on it. That's how the internet works. And again, been a part of it since at least, like, 12, 13. I understand. But I also have the right on my page to delete it if I want to. You know, like my page at the end of the day is my island. It is my home. And I get to decide who can come, who can talk, who can stay, you know? And and like, that's the thing is I always hear, well, this freedom of speech. Yeah, it doesn't exist on my page. It does not. I, I liter- quite literally, my favorite words that I have in my comment filter is I think and you should <laughs> like Every time someone says, I think you should do this, or like, you should do this, it comes up in my comment filter and I say, delete, bye, mm-hmm. letter yeah. away, because I didn't ask and I don't care. Like, again, and, and this may sound bitchy, but it's like my page is about me. It's about me. It's about my journey. And I like posted that and started posting content because I felt really alone. You know, and I felt like everyone was so knowledgeable. And I was like, I just know nothing. I'm quite literally a baby in this world of just like, how do I eat food? Like, what is what is this? What am I like? It's so much sensory overload, especially when you first start, because there's so much. Mm -hmm. And I was like, there's no way. There's not new people who are finding this who are like me. So I'm going to start posting content for me because I know I'm not the only one. And I found a lot of other baby subs and I found not only baby subs, but even like newer doms who are like, this was really helpful to me. And like, this made me feel like I wasn't bad for wanting to learn. I wasn't bad for not knowing. And I know this doesn't really have anything to do with self-collaring, but I'm going to bring this up because I think it's so important. So I minored in philosophy when I was in college. And one thing we had to read was Plato's Apology, which was about Socrates being on trial for um, corrupting the youth, quote unquote, because he was like, think for yourself. And the government was like, none of that. So... In this story, they mention how Socrates went to the oracle and the oracle was like, Socrates, you are the wisest man. And Socrates is like, what? No, I don't know so many things. I'm a dumb little baby. That's exactly what he said. And the oracle was like, no, Socrates, you are the wisest man. Like you will discover that you are the wisest man. He's like, no, that's nah. And so he goes to the poets, the politicians, and one other group that I always forget. And he asks the politicians, like, clearly, you are so wise, like, you're making all these laws, like, how are you so wise? And they're like, well, because I know everything. And he's like, well, that's kind of impossible for you to do. Okay, cool. Um, Noted. And then he goes to, like, the po- it's either like the poets or the craftsmen, but like some kind of um, group that is very good at doing one thing. And they're like, well, mm-hmm. I know a lot about this one thing and I know everything about this one thing. And he's like, oh, but you don't 
you don't know about the other things. And they're like, well, but I could. I could master it. And he's like, mm, I don't know. And so the reason Socrates was the wisest man is because he could admit that he did not know. Mm-hmm. And that has stuck with me like fucking gorilla glue since I heard it. Because I think it is so important to every aspect of life, but especially in King. Because if anyone is acting like they know everything, like they can't learn anything, I automatically know they're not the wisest person in the room. Agreed. That is an automatic red flag for me. That's an automatic no for me, dog. Like, I'm not messing with that. And that automatically tells me you don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that you're not open to learning new things. And you're not open to having these conversations because you think that you know, whether that's because of age or time or whatever, which I will say, like, age and time and experience is all extremely valid. But Mm -hmm. to act like humanity isn't fluid and changing is astounding to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's it's just like, even if you were to take like, 50 years ago in America versus now, things were very different. Why Mm -hmm. was that? Because time changes things. Like Mm -hmm. our community, quote unquote community, is not this own bubble that's apart from everything. Like we are, again, human beings before anything else, which is why like I think self-coloring is important, which is why like taking care of yourself is important. Because we exist in the world around us, right? And that affects how people perceive us. People treat me differently because I'm 4'8", because I'm very feminine, you know, because I'm younger. People treat me very different compared to, like, my partner, you know? Like, we get treated differently. Why is that, you know? And, like, because of those perceived differences, like, we act differently. And mm-hmm. I think all of that is, like, because kink does not exist in a vacuum. Absolutely. It doesn't exist outside of everything else. Like, kink is political. Leather is political. All of this affects everything else. Go off, queen. You know? <laughs> well, that's exactly why, like, again... Me finding motivation and, like, value in myself through self-collaring. Like, because, again, like, I wish I could give more information about, like, self-collaring. But truthfully, it is whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And, like, that that's what it is. Customizable, so, one might say. A crazy concept. Um, But absolutely. So it's, like... Everything is customizable because also how you walk through the world is got to be different from how I walk through the world. You know, where we were raised, how we grew up, what time we were in, like, you know, everything affects who we are as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's going to affect what I need to person, to function, you know, and that goes beyond even just like the physical. It's like, People who are neurodivergent are going to have different needs than people who are neurotypical. So their self-collaring, it might work for them to 
like not have rules and it might work for someone who's neurotypical to have very strict rules and very strict punishments and very whatever like or vice versa whatever and all of that is entirely valid and -hmm. like that's the point of all of it is that it's like i come here and i'm like the special guest talking about this stuff i am not the only person i'm not saying anything exciting or relevant or well it is relevant but like I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it's not like some new thing to be like, value yourself. Like that should not, hopefully, I hope this is not a new concept. Hopefully you are valuing yourself the whole time or like learning to do that. Hopefully. One of the things that I, (laughs) that I mentioned in my notes when I was going through this was that, you know, it's, it's healthy for anyone without Mm -hmm. being in a dynamic getting into a dynamic or a relationship it's healthy for anyone to be able to motivate yourself internally Mm -hmm. without the need for external motivation and that's a big part i think of what this is like if you were to generalize Mm -hmm. it make it as vague as possible it is an internal motivation without the need Mm -hmm. for stimuli yeah that everyone should be working on that because that's something some if you're born with that fucking awesome Dude, I'm I'm so proud of you. I'm I'm happy for you. <laughs> not me. Okay. Yeah. And I have had to work while being in a dynamic, while being in a relationship, multiple relationships, mm-hmm. dynamics, to find that in myself. Still working to find that in myself some days. Because mm-hmm. so much emphasis is put on finding your other partner and mm-hmm. being the best. Like even when they tell you when you're young, be the best for your future partner. Don't get tired. Yeah. For your future partner, mm-hmm. it has well, it's, to be for you. Here's the thing. This is what I I started saying this when I was a teenager, and so it was very much when I like was vanilla, and it was about relationships. But I still think it holds true. You will not be ready to be in a relationship if you can't stand on your own two legs to walk forward with someone else. Mm-hmm. because here's the thing a relationship is walking on a path with someone it mm-hmm. may be bumpy it may get windy you may trip you may fall you may need to be dragged from time to time but if all you're doing is just like kicking your feet in the sand the other person's gonna wear it out and they're gonna wear it down and it's not gonna be sustainable So Mm -hmm. you need to learn how to stand up on your own. You need to learn how to walk forward on your own. And you should, at least in my opinion, you should be there before adding complications of someone else. Absolutely. You know, and I think that's really what self-collaring is to me, is it's me standing on my own so I can walk forward with someone else. So that way, if my partner falls, I can pick them up. That way, if they stumble, I do have them because I have the foundation in myself to do that, you know? And again, that doesn't mean we never make mistakes. That doesn't mean we never stumble. We never fall. We never have problems. Obviously, we will. We're humans, you know? But before getting into this, like, I am not using another person to fix me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, again, going back to accountability, if I have things that need to be fixed, 
I'm going to do that for me. So that way I can be good for them. You know, that's how my self coloring affects my coloring, you know, because it is so hard for me to put myself in front of other people. Like I am so guilty of putting others before myself, which in theory sounds great. In reality, it's a problem. And I do that way too much because I know where I am mentally a lot of the time, I feel like I can take more than they can. Mm -hmm. So I will put them before me almost every time, hands down. And it's hard because I still want to value other people and I still want to take their feelings into consideration. But I'm trying to learn to not do that to my own detriment. Mm -hmm. If it is hurting me, if I am spending nights crying myself to sleep because I'm so sad and like I'm not talking to them about it because they're going through stuff and I want to wait a couple days until they're not going through stuff. Someone will always be going through stuff. They're always going to be going through it. The world sucks. So we're always going through something. Everyone Mm -hmm. is going through something all the time. Like, that's why I can't stand it when people will, like, start shit and light fires on TikTok and then be like, what? But I was going through this stuff at home. Why are you being mean to me and holding me accountable? And I'm like, because you said dumb shit online. And guess what? Me too. Like, I struggle paying rent. I struggle keeping my shit together. I struggle bringing food on the table. I struggle making sure my cat's alive. You know, like... We are all struggling with things. I struggle with my relationship. You know, like everyone has struggles and those struggles are valid, but don't start shit if you can't end it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, again, that comes to, I think, everyone finding value in at least I, I really like my pillars because I also, again, think that they're they could be used for anyone. I think everyone should be holding themselves accountable. I think everyone should be educating themselves. And when so much information is free, there really is no reason not to. Absolutely. You know, because even like back when I was working 60 hour weeks, I still had time to listen to a podcast a week. You know, I still had time to look up a video on YouTube to read an article, you know, like there is time for this if you care about it. If you don't have time to educate yourself about it, you don't have time to do it wrong. Right. Because exactly. you wrong, you're going to end up with a whole lot of mess. You got to educate mm-hmm. yourself and do it right. Absolutely. Uh, what is one question you'd wish that we'd asked you and how would you have answered? Oh my God. I'm so bad with coming up uh, <laughs> with questions. Um, I if think for self, okay. <laughs> well, I think for self coloring, um, the thing it was in the notes, but I don't know if we addressed it specifically, but like who can self collar, I think is a mm. great starting question. Because the answer is everyone over the age of 18, 18 plus. Um, Other than that, and that's just because like doing anything kinky, I think you should be over the age of 18. But 
I think um, it's very important to specify that in the same way, I truly don't believe collaring is just for submissives. It's not just for women. You know, like collaring is for whoever finds value in it and whoever wants to. You know, like you can be collared and not wear a collar. You can be collared and have a tattoo. You can self-collar and like maybe your self-collaring is a semicolon tattoo. You know what I mean? Like just that reminder of how important you are and how much value you bring to this earth. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And all of that is entirely valid. Um Again, just as soon as you're 18 plus, it doesn't really matter if you're a switch, if you're a dom, if you're a sub, if you're a top, if you're a bottom, if you don't identify as anything, if you find value in it, like you can, and no one can tell you you can't. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Oh, you're good, honey. Uh, go on for a bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was my chef. <laughs> Fun. Yes. I wish well, I I wish I had a chef. You know what? You wish you did, but then you actually have one and then you're not sure because then <laughs> they will yell at you about the knives that you use in the kitchen. Oh no. And then takes them away. It uses the knife, it washes the knife, it puts the knife away. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I have to deal with on a daily basis, y'all. I will say, Monk is great at cooking. Monk is not good at putting dishes away. And it makes me mad. But I said, <laughs> I don't care. I will. I was like, I will do the dishes after you cook. But you need to make sure the dish goes from where you're using it to the sink. That's mm -hmm. all you need to do. I'll wash it. I'll do the thing. I'll put it in the dishwasher. I'll put it away. You just need to make sure it goes from where it is to the sink and also like you guys saw my kitchen it's literally a me width it is not long you literally have to grab it and move it and yet this was an impossible task for them every time i would just see their pan of eggs i'm like sir did you put the dishes away and they said i think so and i said then what is this and they said my dish and I was like, you see how like the sink is right here? <laughs> and it is right there on the stove. That is not the sink. I know they both start with S. I know you're a pup. I know you can't always spell. I get it. Listen. But it has to go from the stove to the sink. I think and that is. Oh, my God. Because both I of have... my pups have. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. I don't want to hear your shit. I just know through the experience of your chef. Well, I'm <laughs> not the all. one in the dynamic who does the dishes. It's not my job. Okay. Yeah. But I do have <laughs> to say that there was a time that Monk and I were having a conversation and I was telling them about how much of a clean freak I am. And they were like, mm -hmm. this is why I'm glad that we are not in a relationship because I feel like we would kill each other because I am very much oh, yeah. not a clean freak and you very much the are. The thing is, Monk and I are both messy and I don't mind a mess. Like, I do a little, which is why I bring up, like, cleaning my apartment. But, like, I really don't mind a mess when it comes to anything other than food. I mind food messes because food messes attract yeah. bugs. Yes, and they get I, 
don't like bugs. I don't like mold. I don't like things. Like, but also, like, I'm pretty sure I have undiagnosed ADHD. So, like, I will leave things. That's why this conversation has also gone all over the place. But, like, I literally had a Tupperware of watermelon that was in my fridge for so long that I knew I knew it had stuff in it. And instead of throwing it away, I put it in the freezer, waited longer, and then I threw it away in the Tupperware. <laughs> I was like, I'm not touching that. I'm not opening it. I know it's gross. I know it's bad, you know? And so it's like, I get it. I understand. But I'm like, I'm not going to leave my dish with scrambled eggs on the stove. Put it in the sink. Like, it's not that hard. This um, is totally calling them out. I'm going to make them listen to this, too. <laughs> I was going to put this know. off the record, but Just now that you I said that. No, this is on the record. Public information. <laughs> One of my rules is that I will never, like, embarrass them or make them look bad. But, like, this is true, and we need to work on this. And working on it is partner problems, which is good to talk about. We're not perfect. People are like, oh, my God, goals. No, we're not. We have our problems. <laughs> and I mean, I think that it's valid to each have your own, your own thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, are there any books, podcasts, social media people, articles, et cetera, that you think are like crucial for people to consume? Ooh, yes. Um, I, for me, and I am biased because I am friends with these people. Um, but oh, I will good. absolutely say the Pink Pink podcast. Um, yes, Princess I, Rara. I love Princess Rara, and also mm-hmm. she shouts me out in a few episodes, and that makes me feel really good. I <laughs> so that. I am biased. Um, but the thing that I really value about her is even things that I've disagreed with her on. Um, we've been able to have conversations like on the side behind behind the scenes um, about why we disagree and like or at least why I wouldn't phrase things the way she does and I really value that she takes my perspective to heart even if she's like I still think what I think but I Mm -hmm. also agree with you and I'm like that's funny because these are disagreeing with each other but okay you know so it's like Coming to some semblance of agreement when we disagree um, and finding common ground in that, I think, is really valuable. And I think what Rara displays that is really great is she came into this community when she was older and she was, for lack of a better term, raised in a very different time than I was. But she is still learning and active about learning and active about doing better. And I really appreciate that. Like something she had talked about, um, and I hope she's okay with me saying this, uh, she probably is, but like for her using monk's pronouns, monk my dominant, for those who don't know, um, uses they, them pronouns. That is their pronouns that they use and they get misgendered constantly uh, because they present very masculine. And so, Rara has openly talked about how that's a struggle for her, Um, but she's still going to try to do it. And she actively tries and she is getting better with it, you know, and I really appreciate that about her. I admire that about her. So I would recommend 
um the pig pig podcast for sure and also to shout out dara not to not give love to dara i love dara um she's one of the only other like openly oralists that i know and i love that because we'll like send each other so for those who don't know oralism is a kink uh revolving like sound and so like hearing deep voices good voices like growlies with the mic asmr things um, I am also an oralist, so you know two of them. Oh, yay! Cool. Um, but it's like a kink I hear people not talking about a lot, so I really like that we'll send each other videos and like relate to that. Um, and I just feel like she also gives a very unique perspective as someone who doesn't post on kink talk, but like lurks a lot. I and so I really love uh hearing her thoughts on that as well. So definitely shout out to the Pink Kink podcast. And the other thing I will recommend is not, um, I mean, they do have a podcast and I've mentioned it earlier, but Cancer Phase Productions, I will mention specifically their Discord server, um, Cancer Phase Productions, because they offer so many free classes and so many lower priced classes that I definitely think it is a good resource for anyone regardless of whether you like every presenter or what have you i think it is still a very good resource for people to not just have videos or podcasts but like actual classes and round tables where you can ask questions Mm -hmm. um so i would recommend them and then uh i'd be amiss if i didn't mention my own dom's discord (laughs) um but but the monastery is phrygian monks discord and uh, they don't host host as many classes as they want to um but there are classes and conversations there that we're definitely working on um sunny megatron great as always but what i will recommend so her most popular thing I think is the American sex podcast that isn't always pink specific, but what is pink specific is zipper magazine that has a ton of articles. It's newer. I think it's only been around since August. I should know. I was in the first thing they published. I think but it was like, August. Yeah. I think it was August. Um, They've just started posting things and they have articles from like pup amp, Evie Lupine, like lots of people. Um, I'm in the first uh, article that Sunny wrote about if the pandemic made us kinkier. So go check that out. Um, But I think what I really love about that magazine is it's really trying to destigmatize kink and just like make it a conversation, which Mm -hmm. I think is really valuable, especially because it's made by kinksters for kinksters. Mm -hmm. It's not people just trying to capitalize on our aesthetic so i think um those are what i would recommend primarily excellent i'm sure i probably left some stuff out but you know those are like the main ones that i primarily use if you think of any more we'll put them in the description of the podcast Mm -hmm. yeah Um, all right and where can we find you online where can you find me? Um, not many places. <laughs> uh, I am primarily on TikTok 
as TBH. I'm a baby sub. It's not Tibahumabibitha, uh, as some people have said. Um, it is TBH. I'm a baby sub. Um, as, like, to be honest, I'm a baby submissive. Um, mm-hmm. That is my name on TikTok. I am also on FetLife. I don't accept friend requests of people that I don't know, uh, but you can feel free to follow me there. I don't interact much. You will mainly see me saying I may be going to events that I don't go to because <laughs> that's the point of my journey that I'm at. But, um, yeah, you can always reach out to me there. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram as well. Also, TBH, I'm a baby sub. Uh, Instagram, I don't really post pictures, but I mainly use that because now TikTok only lets people communicate with you if you're mutuals. Ooh, uh, so if you want to DM me or talk to me, uh, you can do that on Instagram, on FetLife. Again, as long as it's respectful, uh, I don't need to hear the ways you want me to be. Um, you want to use all my three holes. Got in an essay on that. Don't need that <gasps> anymore. I uh, don't need that at all. But uh, if you want to talk about things, if you have questions about things, I'm always open um, to talking about things as long as they're respectful and like not weird. And I don't mean weird like kink wise, but like weird like projecting on like, do you do this? Mm-hmm. But what do you do? How do you do it? What you know, like those sorts of things. If you're trying to imagine and fantasize and fetishize me doing it, not the conversation. But if you're like, hey, I heard you talking about self coloring, like, what is that? You know, I'm more than happy to answer those type of questions. Absolutely. And if you are one of our listeners, by the way, consent matters in conversations. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. be a dick. All right. Daddy, would you mind leading us out with one of your famous, wonderful, loved daddy jokes? I will. Thank you. All right. So it's bad. Here we go. What's the difference between an oral and rectal thermometer? The taste.